We go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League. Welcome back to another episode of Lee Castle. I'm Chris McPherson, your host. Uh, tonight we're joined by a special co-host. Uh, he's travelled around the world. He's uh, been known to frequent West in his junior days, Port Macquarie. Even seen himself in a central jersey, but um, he's best known as the uh, best looking of the brothers involved now at Dudley, the Canadian import, Sam <laughs> Collins. How are you, mate? Oh, man. Yeah, all right. That was a, yeah, good, good. And, and, and I, uh, I probably missed you. you got the best set of teeth out of the brothers, too. Yeah, <laughs> so at least I got them all in. All, all there, mate. Um, but yeah, so obviously your brother Terry and yourself, mate, uh, out at Dudley this year with a bunch of your other former central mates. And uh, probably not the start of the year. We'll get into that a little bit later. But um, yeah, you know, there's still some potential in the ranks. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. We just um, yeah, haven't really fronted up for the first two weeks. We had a big off-season and, you know, been busting our rings since the end of November and just sort of hasn't come together for us. But yeah, it's still pretty positive. Obviously, only early days, and yeah, I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll figure it out and get it together. You've taken on two of the sides that are probably a little bit stronger in the competition so far, and you've got the other two sides that are probably the ones that we talk about in the mix coming in the next couple of games. So at least you'll have a good measure, I guess, after round four of where you stand and and what you've got to do to take this comp out. No, we'll definitely be. Obviously, we've um, got, put, got a pretty good barometer of what's at the top of the league anyway, and yeah, we've heard nothing but good things about, obviously, Warwick. I've got a pretty mean pack, a couple of both um, former Souths players and that sort of thing, quite strong all around the park, and um, yeah, just have to see how we go, take it week by week, but yeah, we're just going to work on ourselves and improve a bit and just sort of stick it together instead of being so patchy, so... Yeah, and we'll talk about it a bit more when we uh, hear from the excellent supercoach, Sherry Collins himself, a little bit later on. Uh, we might jump into the Newcastle Rugby League action and uh, go through it first. The season obviously kicked off, mate. You know, a competition you're fairly familiar with. You played, uh, you and Tez both played a fair few games at Central. Um, first grade, second grade, probably even a bit of third grade at different points. Yeah, a bit of everything. I've laced her up for a 23, so I think one time as well. But yeah, played all, all over the place and up there in 100 and... Hundred and something odd games for Central anyway. I've been up there for ten years, so yeah, pretty good. You don't look a day over twenty one. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, so to start off Saturday, the Curry Bulldogs twenty eight beat Macquarie Scorpions twelve. Um, look, Curry, mate. Uh, I was looking through their team list, and a, and a name you'll probably know: Sam Wooden playing reserve grade. So if you've got a bloke who's played country rep in your reserve grade team, then you've probably got a pretty solid first grade team. And you know they've got Jade Porter who. You know, you would have played against Jake and he's been, yeah, around, yeah. been around for years. I, I mean, he was a um, playing in the halves at Lakes and I played there in 08. So what are we, 11 years on from that? And he still doesn't look like he's lost a yard. So uh, him, um, Jerome Haynes, um, Gara Barker, you know, all these players are going really well. Zeb Dunstan's been an absolute fine for them. Um, you'd probably know his old man from around the traps, the Swede. He's been around Newcastle Rugby League for a long time. But uh, yeah, look, the Scorps, they probably were expecting a bit more than that, but uh, still... I guess a bit of a reshuffled team. They got Randall Briggs, who played in the back row last year, playing in the halves. So that's a bit of a readjustment without Scotty, first of all, and Todd Harrell would be another one they'd be missing. Well, that's the thing. I don't know. Sort of, I haven't followed him much, obviously, because I was away last year. But, but yeah, Scorps um, disappointing last year, and then um, didn't look like they picked up much 
much in the off-season, lost a couple of players, and yeah, interesting to see how they go. I'm sure they'll bounce back. They're always a tough team. They always go really well. Yeah, you know, I think it's a great thing this year, and it's something I talked about with a few of the people off, you know, off air in the lead-up to this, the comp in my pre-season sort of information gathering, and Jabe is one of them. On your day, like, you know, and we'll see some big results when we talk about the rest of these games, but on your day, anyone can beat anyone, and you know, like as much as it might be a bit of a surprise, there's nothing should really surprise us with the depth of this competition now. So, um, and, and Macquarie, as you say, I'm sure they'll be uh, looking to bounce back when they take on South uh, in a week and a half's time. Uh, in the other game on Saturday, Cessnock, they got out to an early lead, but uh, Maitland reeled them back in um, in terms of that one, and they got away at Cessnock with a 22-18 win. And probably the standout, I went back and watched, sort of skipped through the Bar TV replay and watched probably, probably half an hour of this game. Fraser Price, who was playing at West last year in the halves in reserve grade, uh, obviously West's a huge depth of halves, has gone up there. He's taken ownership of this team, and, and Luke Dawn tipped him in when I talked to Luke uh, in the preseason, and Luke obviously moving from that role himself just to carry the clipboard. Uh, great to see a player who's probably caught for opportunity go and find an opportunity somewhere else. And that's a great thing about the competition is that you see that happen quite often. You know? Jade Porter's probably a great example. He played you know, a couple of years of reserve grade there. He stuck at South, went to Maitland, won a couple of comps. And then he's gone across to Curry now. So great to see someone getting an opportunity and taking it with both hands. Yeah, I mean, well, the yeah, same thing. It happens quite a lot. I mean, it's a couple of, happened um, quite a bit at Central. There's one bloke that, um, that I'll give a, a nod to is, um, is Tommy Madden, the steamroller. He um, languishing at reserve grade at West, and he's, he's come to Central and just, you know, taken ownership of that lock jersey over the last couple of years. And, yeah, he's an absolute, absolute gun. Big things and only a pretty young bloke, so... That's probably a perfect transition onto our next game, mate. Your boys central up against Souths, and the man you talk of, Tommy Madden, was the only one to get across the stripe for the Butcher boys, unfortunately. Souths got out of the blocks really quickly. Um, Jake Lawrence got across for a good try early, uh, and then they end up, uh, a number of their fours getting across, and Jason Keelan, probably the standout, they led 20 to nil at half time and ran away 38 to six winners. Score, scoreboard, I mean, you were at this one, I watched it on Bar TV. The scoreboard probably didn't reflect the effort from central. Discipline was definitely an issue. Um, and Phil Williams, I'm sure, would have addressed that both at half-time and last night, Tuesday night training. Um, it'll be a focus for them going forward, but they'll be looking to improve massively um, with what they've got on the, in terms of players on the books. Yeah, I think, obviously, when you transition from losing a lot of players, like a ton of players in and out this year, and it's just a matter of getting them all to gel. There's obviously a lot of quality there. Probably not the depth they've had the last couple of years in, in the lower grades, but, but still can field an extremely strong team if, if they can keep everyone fit. Um but yeah, that's all it'll be, just be an adjustment, obviously. And um, uh, Ethan Cook going back from the back row slash lock in, back into the halves, so a transition for him. And obviously, he's a big player, club captain, all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, some promising signs, but yeah, it's just, just very clunky. And yeah, just as soon as they get it together, I think they can match it with anyone. Yeah, I was quite impressed. I know I, I caught, spoke to Cookie in the preseason. He talked about him moving to six, and they weren't sure what's going to happen around sort of the one jersey and the nine jersey. Bryce Kennedy was quite good out of nine, did a pretty good job, and Cam Anderson really took control in that one jersey, and he was, you know, at that time, was almost electric. So I think, as you say, once it gels, and once Cookie gets settled back into, you know, a bit more ball playing rather than just running and, you know, defending through the middle and having that different balance of his work and strikes up that connection. Brad Murray's obviously a very capable seven. Uh, they've got the makings there. They've got some really good forwards, Kurt Warden, uh, Junior Rokika or Rongita, depending on who you're talking to. Uh, I'll have to speak to Junior and get the right Fijian pronunciation for that one, but... They've got some, some positives there, um, and certainly, yeah, they'll look to build. Souths, on the other hand, they hit the ground running. Uh, the guys that were really good for them last year, Glanville, Keelan, 
Big Cam King coming off the bench. He's about 20. Yeah. He's, Mate, he's a freak. He's, he's got a great try on the ground. Oh. Mate, you can't stop him from five out. And he showed that again. I couldn't believe it. Jake he Lawrence, well, Martin, he, Martin, mate, the uh, second rowers, though. Yeah, it's the, 20, the 20 come on, I honestly think, oh, mate, he sort of, not no offence for him, he looks a little bit underdone, but he's an absolute freak, huge motor, and just eight metres all day and belted everyone that came anywhere near him. He's ridiculous. Yeah, and, and, yeah, exactly right. He's, he's surprisingly mobile, too. Which oh, is, absolutely. You know, he's got feet at the line, which, you know, you know yourself having played in the front row, that's a difficult thing. You look at a big body, and that's exactly what you expect. You go, look, he's carrying a fair bit on me. He's not going to have me for lateral movement. That's where I'll get it. And then all of a sudden, he puts on some feet and a bit of movement at the line and just sort of gets the outside shoulder, and you can't stop those guys just at the outside shoulder. I had that quick play ball and got through a ton of work. It was, yeah, he, he was damaging. Yeah, no, exactly right. And um, I was quite impressed, too, by their fullback when he injected himself. I probably would like to see more of him pushing up, Kieran Cubby Smith. He was like? Uh, ship, sorry, Cubby Ship. But he, yeah, exactly right. Acceleration and agility were huge. Um, I think we've got two red-hot fullbacks there in the making, him and Cam Anderson. Um, Cam, Cam Anderson made a crazy transition to fullback. He's always been an ultra-reliable winger and someone and everyone thinks they can smash him because he's a bit smaller, but he holds his own with the biggest people out there. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he, did, he didn't mind uh, putting his body on the line, that's for sure. And he does. I saw one run. He took one run back and he straightened right into one of the bigger bodies and well, it didn't look any worse for where I know. I probably wouldn't have got back up from it, but <laughs> um, hats off to him for that. Uh, but yeah, the other game obviously was West. Who speaking? We spoke about Macquarie being disappointing last year. They were very disappointing. Obviously, missed the finals um, under an experienced coach. You've known Matty Lantry quite well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah look, they won't be settling for anything better than a premiership. I wouldn't have thought this year after that year. And uh, they hit the ground and, and set the tone pretty hard at a forty-six to six win. They led forty to nil at half time. Uh, we had uh, a, a double to Utah. Ryan Walker with a double as well. Uh, all their new signings. Luke Walsh, he scored a great try in support. Um, Chad O'Donnell was really strong as well. And uh, I noted that Matt made the choice early in the second half to rest Luke and bring Ryan on. It's a nice luxury to have. And you, Ryan Walsh is a standout halfback in himself. You know, you've got those guys. You've got, you know, Sam Keenan as well in the halves. Their, de- their depth's phenomenal this year. It's completely ridiculous. And the blokes have got players like seasoned first graders that have been that have been squeezed out and pushed down at reserve grade, like your Geordie Warboys. Like he's, he's just, a gun and one of the better halfbacks in the competition in first grade, and he's been pushed pushed down a reserve grade just to you know for cover for the depth they've got. Simply like five or six ex NRL players with big experience, yep. and it's crazy. It certainly is, and uh, look, you know, I, I saw some things on Twitter from Glenn Agron, the Lakes coach, and he just said, "Look, hats off to him. There's nothing else you can say. They just they blew us away." Uh, which is, which is you know interesting to see and refreshing to see. You know, he just you know his first year as a first grade coach, he's been around Lakes for ever and a day. Um, and he was. The uh, the head trainer there when I was there in 08, so and he'd been there for years before that as a player, um, playing in the backs. Uh, but yeah, so great to see a good club being like that, getting in behind it. And he's the right man, I think, to, to bring them back together. Um, but they're going to have a lot of work to do, um, and obviously we'll be utilising this Easter break uh, ahead of their next clash, which will see them come up against Cessna of another first round loser. So that one will be very interesting in round two. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I, um, Cessna beat Central narrowly in the trial. Obviously, he's coming out much on trial form, but. But yeah, word around that they, were, that they were very strong, and obviously they've they've always got some pretty decent players. They always managed to, to rack up a good squad. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see them come back. And obviously, Lakes, although the talk is they lost quite a few players and that sort of thing, and yeah, not much in the way of replacement. Like a few bits and pieces come in, but yeah, it'd be very very interesting to see how, how both those teams go. Be, yeah, and that, and that could be the big interest factor too. Obviously, the week off gives them a chance to prepare, but also just seeing how teams respond to a big loss. Um, so it'll be interesting to see Central and Lakes when they turn around in round two and round three, how they go from there, because you know, this competition is one where if you lose three or four early, you can almost be, you know, even though five out of eight make the finals, you can be 
you know, pushing the proverbial shit uphill to get into the finals. But, you know, you turn around and get a couple of wins and all of a sudden, you know, you, we saw it last year, where if you can string the right wins together as Curry did, they fell just short of a grand final appearance and they probably would have mixed it right with South as Lakes did. Um, but, you know, midway through the season, they were going to battle Macquarie for the wooden spoon. So yeah. it's the joys of our competition being close. Um, certainly be interesting to see. Uh, but uh, probably the biggest disappointment for me is the fact that there's just no footy this weekend. What's going yeah. on? Oh, I don't know. It's pretty upset. I mean... I'm actually glad for the for the for the little bit of a gap. I, I feel like I've been hit by a bus. I'm, I'm still adjusting from from playing again. I wouldn't call last year playing. It was a bit wasn't as wasn't up to the standard. I guess so the Canadian football was a bit different. So. Oh, I, I guess before we transition into competition, there might be a little interesting thing for our listeners, mate. Give us a bit of what, where were you playing last year? What, what was the competition? What was it like? Yes, I was playing in um, in Vancouver. So I was playing in the British Columbia Rugby League. There was six teams, and the competition goes through about well, the duration was about three months. Um, shout out to Alec Douglas. He, he was my um, my coach slash slash roommate. We I had nowhere to live, and we went out and had a had a beer one day. And he said, "Listen, move in. We get on really well." So I moved into his place and played for his side, and we got um, narrowly beaten the in the grand final by two points, which still hurts a bit. But yeah, I was playing for the the Coastal Cougars, and we went down to the uh, Vancouver Dragons by a couple of points there. So um, Alec really passionate about rugby league. He's a real Trying to, trying to build connections all around the world and that sort of stuff. They just they just um, signed up an allegiance with the London Chargers and that sort of thing. So they're trying to yeah build up build up the sport, the grassroots, and that's what I found really interesting about it was just you know teaching teaching guys just sort of the fundamentals and stuff. A lot of players were either rugby union players or had never played the sport before and never seen it. A lot of spectators couldn't believe the brutality they're sort of watching. Well, yeah, I guess similar to the US, they have like the, the CFL, Canadian Football yeah. League, which is you know there big thing but ice hockey is obviously the biggest thing so yeah. you know they're guys that are somewhat accustomed to a bit of brutality so it's not yeah. probably a big transition but the other thing obviously for Canada now I see Ottawa's looking at joining the championship we've obviously already got the Toronto Wolfpack so yeah. you know it makes sense and you know it could be a very exciting thing for uh, the future mate so I might see a, you know, a bit of an alignment you know you better send some boys over for some of the young fellas from Dudley you can see Nathan, Nathan Stafford over there fitting in Canada. Jeez. Imagine the opinion they'd get of people from Australia if we sent Stafford over. Oh, I think I set themselves a pretty good opinion anyway. <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> so, treat all us pretty highly, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's all right, mate. I'm sure like um, a lot of outposts of the sport, uh, the guys are passionate about it. So as long as you're prepared to have a crack on the field, pretty much anything else goes, doesn't it? Oh, that's exactly right. The Johnsy theory, I think. Yeah, yeah mate, exactly right. Uh, Moving right along, mate, we might move into the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League, um, yeah. and we'll uh, we'll start off with your game, mate. Uh, I made the trek up to lovely old Fingal Bay. It was, it was a cracking day for footy up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. You guys obviously uh, a little bit light on, you know. Um, your, your regular halves were out of action, I understand. I, I was quite disappointed not to see the great Nathan Tuffman up there, which was uh, yeah. quite quite upsetting. It was mm-hmm. the main reason I made the trip. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Fingal Bay, they... Came out of the gates flying. Their halves were really strong. Jake Redman and uh, Evander Waitawa, who they picked up from, I think, Asquith. He played out last year, so he's been a good addition for them. They were both, they sort of led their team around. Had a lot of big bodies. They kept rolling them off the bench. They were fairly mobile. Um, it looked like, again, the bigger bodies might tire, but they just kept on rolling. And, you know, a few things, discipline and, and probably lack of numbers. You guys were a bit light on the outside back, so I saw you guys run out, and I did, did uh, wonder if one of your wingers was naturally a winger, but, you know... <laughs> <laughs> you, you can probably fill me in more on that. It uh, wasn't. It wasn't the typical build of an A-grade winger, that's for sure. No, nah, I mean, oh, I don't know. We we're pretty. We just didn't get off the bus. I don't think. I think what 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 killed us was, um, yeah, not slowing it down, not going with them, and they just they just rolled through, and we we're just 
under the pump again, same 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 as the first round. We got hammered in the first round, just the pace of it. We just couldn't keep up, couldn't couldn't get in the grind. We're just trying to pull off all these miracle plays, and and we just put ourselves in a panic, and we got no right to be. We shouldn't be. Like, you know, the down by a couple, we'll just get back into it, roll through. But we're still sort of, I don't know, still learning each other's game, and and yeah. It's probably even harder to execute that stuff when you don't have those regular guys in those key positions of seven and six. I mean, you had Cal Gray at nine. He, he was probably one of your better players. He does what he does every week. Anyone that's seen Dudley play over the last well, probably eight to ten years that Cal's been there yeah, knows yeah. what Cal does. He's a small bloke, but he gets in, he tackles, he works his ass off. Um, but, yeah, so certainly... Now, and, and there was guys, there was glimpses of good stuff at different points, but you just couldn't string it together. It was either turnovers or discipline that was costing you, and uh, that showed in the scoreline with Fingal Bay running out 32-12 winners. Um, I, I thought Nathan Stafford, we talked to him just before, I thought he did a pretty good job. The guy who's not naturally a half, he tried to just control it and distribute the ball, didn't do, try and do anything too fancy or overplay his hand too much. Um, but again, not his natural position. So once you get those guys back in there, it gives you that ability to ad-lib when you need to a bit more. Yeah, I mean, I think you'll have to make an adjustment because we've, we've uh, lost our regular halfback, Lloyd, uh, Lloyd Strong, broke his, broke his finger. So he's, he's a bit worse than what he thought originally. So eight to 12 weeks for him, so... Kind of be running on a makeshift halves for the next couple, like next while anyway. So obviously Nathan Tuckerman will be back and probably steering the ship and taking more ownership than, than he would previously. And then yeah, we'll probably be dealing with Staff or, or Mitch Saxton in the in the halves to fill that void and that sort of thing. So didn't, didn't Terry didn't have any thoughts about shifting you into the six jersey, mate? Yeah, we we talked about it briefly, but yeah, it was only me talking about it, and it was yeah briefly. Was that just because you wouldn't fit in the six jersey? Or? I would fit the six jersey. It's a little. <laughs> oh, it is tough. It's a medium. It's tough. So yeah, he's got a he's Yeah, exactly. Right, he's stretched it out for you. Yeah, he's a bit loose at the front. I think the outside backs wouldn't be seeing much ball. I don't think. Shall we go? I love it. But I did get the chance to catch up with the one and only Terry Collins after the game, and he had a bit of a chat about what he thought the issues were. Joined by Dudley captain coach Terry Collins, mate. Uh, big trip up here to Fingal and uh, certainly not the result you're after. No, not today, mate. We, um, we had a few key players out today and we just haven't been um, starting our games very well. We come out of the blocks too slow. We find ourselves 10, 14, 18 points down and then we try and play catch-up footy, a few chip chases and a few too many long passes that just don't do the job for us. It's not what we're trained for, so... You saw when you did get the ball in good opportunity, you probably, as you said, were lacking a couple of key players in the halves there, and that probably just stifled uh, your options. Yeah, I think I think we uh, we only had that sort of side just then. Two halves were out, so we had to try and run with that on Thursday. Um, we just panicked, as I said. We came out slow, find ourselves 10 points down, and then we're just swinging it and trying a few trick plays and a few X-Factor players that just don't pull off for us. It's not our game. We need to play through the middle. It's where our strengths are and we just go away from that from start to slow. And a little bit of frustration at the end there. A couple of boys end up with a little spell, mate. Um, obviously not the finish you're looking for, but understandable you know, with everything happening. I think it happens when you find yourself down so many points and knowing you can't win the game, you get frustrated and these sort of plays sort of happen and then we had a few blokes sit down there just through stupid, silly penalties and that's just how it goes when you come out and you sort of know there's no time left to bring it back. So, A little bit of a longer turnaround now, mate. Um, about a week and a half and you've got the Wednesday night. Anzac Eve clash out at home at Dudley against Waratah, which will be a big one. I think that'll be good. I think we need a bit more time just to um, get our structures right. We sort of need to work on our start of games. So we just come out too slow. So we'll work on that at training. It's good that we've got the week and a half. I think we'll throw an extra session in there and... Hopefully that'll help us and we can come out starting well against Waratah. All right, mate, all the best, and uh, we'll see you Wednesday week and half time. All right, thank you. He's 
Terry Redonigas there with the interview. That was pretty ordinary. Yeah, he, big fella struggling after a few minutes. Sound like he punched down a packet of Winnie Reds, I think. So, um, but uh, yeah, as we talked, he did talk about you know obviously exactly what he said. You know, a bit of miracle plays, X factor plays. I think he called them, and uh, and a little bit of ill discipline at the end, mate. You found yourself with a bit of an early shower, uh, something mm. that's not um, not unknown to you. No, it, that was a lot of. I, probably more than it needs to, I guess. I don't know. Just, just frustration gets the better of you and that sort of thing. And well, I, don't know, I need to tone it down in the weeks coming up because I definitely don't want to be missing any footy and at the back end of the year, hopefully. And yeah, probably just got to keep me cool a bit and just keep rolling and stick to stick to the game plan and all that sort of thing. So yeah, I'm pretty sure probably how we started our interaction the first time, mate. Um, but we've built on from that pretty well, I reckon. No, well, that's it. It's good to be friends after. I mean, like. For your nickname, formerly Captain Sendoff, you used to blow the pee out of it, all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, yeah, I'm glad you're in the podcast now because, you know, you're going to get some fresh blood in the referee ranks, that's for sure. Yeah, that's all right, mate. I'll get Chris Longworth down refereeing you in no time. <laughs> oh, uh, But, uh, yeah, as you said, um, obviously, you know, that's going to be key to keep everyone on the paddock with the injuries you've already got. And big clash, everyone should get down. There's only two games next Wednesday, which is the eve of the public holiday. The big one is the A-grade fixture you guys against... Uh, Waratah there at WA, it'll be a cracking night, there'll be some cold beers and some warm food and uh, be great to get a bumper crowd down there to watch what promises to be an absolute belter of a footy game. Absolutely, that's for sure. Get everyone down to Dudley Oval, that's absolutely. Back to the Ocean View, their major sponsor there, look after us all the time, back there for a nice cold schooner. And... Yeah, look, I'll definitely come back to the Ocean View if Mousy makes an appearance. Uh, Mousy, he'll have to be there, Mousy's good. I think because we, we lost a uh, lost a, one of our wingers, um, James Carmen, who he's done his MCL, so he's out for a while. So big uh, Mousy US will we'll be getting a call up hopefully. I'll, I'll call the here and see what I can sort of figure out. Yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> Moving on to the other games, mate. Um, Dora Creek, the side you came up against in round one, they won fifty to twenty-four over Waratah. They trailed eighteen fourteen at half time, mate. This will impress you. Diamond Charlie, one of their front rows, got four tries. <laughs> I didn't read that. That's <laughs> outrageous. You need to, he either needs to move positions or you need to step up your game. Oh, mate, I, I haven't. I don't think I've scored. I scored one try last year in Canada, but I think behind that, I think I scored probably against. I think I scored one try in Maitland, and it was about a ten meter tap, and I had no right to score. And you know, I had six people under me and dribbled a ball down. Uh, you'd, you'd be uh, you'd be like me though, wouldn't you? Just get on the moody run anyway, even if you score. Well, that's it. It's all about teamwork and building morale and getting around the boys and that sort of thing. Obviously, obviously more of a uh, a grower, not a shower, but that's never stopped me. So, <laughs> as long as you have a good time, yeah. mate. Warrants uh, up. We're missing a couple of key players. Some of those um, uh, key players, the key guys that came from South that we talked about before: Dwayne Sampson, uh, Alia Horomadzik, as well, and a couple of others that were out due to work and a few other commitments, which obviously. Saw them just fade in the second half. But Dora Creek, mate, they're, they're a classy outfit. The likes of Chris Marber and Theron Pierce, and they won a title last year with Shortland. They've gone out there. They've added to what was already quite a strong side. Uh, Brad Clark, the 5'8", who was their, their coach last year, missed most of the season with injury. And he's a former Bulldogs top squad player. Yeah, they've got a lot of experience out there. Uh, but, yeah, they'll be the side to beat for mine this year. Yeah, 100%. They didn't have, obviously, they showed that in the first round against us. They were lightning, and the first 10 minutes was... Was you know easily as quick as, as any local first grade that, that that I've ever played a couple of games I've ever played. It was easily as quick as that, if not quicker. It was ridiculous. They just rolled through us. They all knew, knew what they were doing. They shifted the ball extremely well, and they sort of glued together like a team that had been the same team for years and years. I I was a bit blown away by. Obviously, you come from a different club and you think, oh yeah, it's going to be bloody a bit easier. And it, it, not at all. It's, it'll be quick, very quick, and very brutal still. So, yeah. 
Another side that'll be in the mix with them, and you'll see them in two rounds time, is Belmont South, and they ran out 44-24 winners over Carter. I'm told by their, reliably by their coach, Aaron Morris, and they uh, had a bit of a nap in the second half and let Carter back into it, which is pretty impressive when you still win by 20. And uh, mm. a guy you'll know pretty well, mate, Liam Boney. Yeah. Three tries and six goals from eight attempts, 24 points. Uh, he's a handy acquisition for them uh, to replace Jed Cooper, who left, and certainly had some punch to their attack. Oh, absolutely. Boney's, Boney's nothing but quality, and obviously they've got other players there, like Brad, Brad Calder playing there as well. Played, played, obviously, he played at Lakes, and I played with him at Central and stuff. Very good player as well. Um, but, yeah, they, they've got a yeah, few blokes in, and they've built quite a good squad, and, and they'll give Vagrad a good shake for sure. That's definitely, yeah. I'm told they're number one and number two supporters, mate. They had some um, panache to the team. That is Kate Snowden and Nathan Ross, mate. So, <laughs> is they going all right out there for, um, you know, supporters, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they don't. Neither of them bloody sign up. That's for sure. No, I think I think Cade's done, um, and I think uh, Rossi. Yeah, I, I think we'll be more likely maybe to see him in the Newcastle rugby league from whispers <laughs> I'm hearing. If he does come back, if he can overcome all of his bumps and bumps and wounds. But I um, you guys any chance of getting you know comedic genius and his old man the Butterfields out to support Dudley? I know, oh, I know that. No, I've seen Butsy out a couple of times. Both yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're Dudley boys. I think Tony, well, Tony, um, you know, all the best wishes with him. He had. His heart attack yeah, after that All Stars yeah, game, which was it was great that everything turned out uh, the way it did, thanks to Daniel Abraham and his partner being a nurse and all these things being there. So it was really good fortune. And I had two very lovely guys who've got a lot to do with Dudley. I know Butts played there a couple of years ago, and Tony was doing a bit with the team as well. So um, yeah, great to see that they are getting around the club still. So yeah, can't have Butts ruining his look. So uh, Isaac um, with that comedy career, mate. He's pretty these days, isn't he? Yeah. Well, luckily, it's funny because it's not that good looking. <laughs> Uh, and the final game of the round saw Woodbury running out 44 to 20 winners over Shortland. Uh, it was 16-14 at half time, and Woodbury put the cleaners through him in the second half. Uh, Blake Tamburini, Josh Hutchinson, and Cole Hanford were the pick for the Warriors there. So well, that sees Woodbury open their account for the year and uh, probably puts the pressure on, on Shortland, possibly, I'd say, uh, in terms of when we look at regrades in the well, after round three normally is, is the window. and. Um, Shortland will have the game against Cardiff, who's another side, so neither of them have won a game, so the loser of that game could find themselves uh, knocking on the door of uh, pushing back down with some of the sides, especially University, uh, doing so well in B-grade, which we'll get onto in a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that you'll get a chance to look at any of these sides, mate. You guys have got a very tough opening after already having Dora Creek, Fingal. You follow that up, as we said, Waratah Wednesday night, and then mm-hmm. the Friday after that, you guys like night games, don't you? Friday night against Belmont South out at Lennigan, mate. How, how are the lights at Lennigan? That could be interesting. I've been down there in my life. It'd be interesting That's, to see. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to see. But um, we'll move, move along and we'll jump into the B-grade footy. Uh, and the team we just talked about, we'll start off with them. Friday night, University 46 defeated Walls and Maryland 4. That takes their four and against them. 96-20 after two games. They're putting the cleaners through teams and they're screaming for a promotion to A-grade. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Um, they were always a, sort of a dark horse and a smoky joint. Every time I run into Johnny Rowe, he always talks him up. And Johnny Rowe talks himself up. We had, we, we had some uh, mentions of Johnny Rowe. I hear he's going to make a transition into a wing slash front row this year, so that'll he's, be interesting to see. He's been everywhere. He's played every position on the park, I think. So. He's the ultimate utility. <laughs> Very giddly-like of him. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, is he going to captain him from the bench, is he? Yeah. <laughs> and they've, also, they've also got the prettiest man in Newcastle rugby league, Jared Rodimer. Oh, Christ. Yeah, mate. Uh, have you ever seen a blue pair of eyes on a man than that? Uh, he's got the girls swooning and... And he went, he went, out, he went out to the university for love. I'm told his missus was playing in their league tag. I think they've just had a bub not long ago. So um, he's gone out there and uh, great to see him follow his heart. 
Um, and, and good to see that quality of play, you know, like a genuine first grader, and you know, there's a few of them scattered through A grades, starting to come out to some of these other clubs. And, you know, university, a very transitional club, tend to just predominantly have students. And then, you know, a few reprobates like Johnny Rowe that just loiter around at the university <laughs> for a long time. He's been there for a while now. A couple of hanger on us, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just looking, looking for uni girls, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Nicholas Goodfellow was probably the standout for them. He got four tries. Um, so, mate, he's an outside back, so it's not another prop scoring four tries, putting pressure on you, so that's need, all right. I need someone to share some of these tries with me. Yeah, well, um, but yeah, so as I said, they'll be certainly putting pressure on those teams and um, they come up next round against Morissette, who have recruited well, but had a loss on the weekend, which we'll get to in a sec, but another win for University. I think they'd all but be joining A-grade, so yeah, interesting to see. Well, that's the thing, they've been putting these monster scores on and yeah, probably no choice, and I mean, we've got to have a pretty hard series look at ourselves after... After our first two round losses, because we you know come up with another loss and something of of you know the same amount of what we've been doing, we might get regraded ourselves. So, bit of a concern. I think I think, yeah, I think that's hopeful, mate. Um, I, I think with the, the the quality you've got on the field and, and the fact that you've been in those games for periods, I'd, I'd be backing you. And I think there's some other sides. And again, as we talked about, probably the thing that would count against that argument would probably be that tough draw that you've had. You've played against three of you know the four or five guys that were in the mix, and you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you when you've got you know the heir apparent to Wayne Bennett with the clipboard in hand, mate. Um, you know I don't, I don't know if they're sending it down to B grade. There might be some teams with uh, bigger priorities, but you're right. If if you were to be qualified by Waratah next week, which obviously won't happen, you know, you being a confident team and all, um, that'll be very interesting to see. Uh, next up, we talk about Morissette. They were for me after round one, I was quite impressed with them, and I thought they'd be one of the sides to mix it with the Uni for that promotion. And uh, I spoke to their coach today, Reese, and he sort of said to me, he said, look. We just didn't turn up. Uh, one of the boys off the bench, Reese Jones, he was our best for us. But uh, Glendale ran out winners. Now that Morissette, 52 22. Morissette's recruited a number of guys from the Tukley Hawks. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so they're, they're quite a strong side, and he's tipping that they'll bounce back in uh, what's going to that'll be, that'll be a mouthful in Clash Uni versus a, a Morissette side that's uh, stinging after a bit of a surprise loss. But uh, Glendale, mate, uh, they were best served by Andrew Barrett and Troy Forbes. and Troy Falls, mate, I don't know how much you know about this bloke, but he's been he's been fighting around. He, he's he's Glendale's Michael West. Never right. Mate, he's uh, he said he plays. He's got some ball skills. He plays in the halves, but he's been around for a hundred years, mate. Uh, he's playing for Wanji. Back when I was refereeing Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League, so yeah, is that sort of back to the back to the Rowan Kelly era? Oh, uh, mate, he makes Rowan, he makes Rowan Kelly look like he should still be playing. <laughs> mate, shout out to Rowan Kelly and his son Josh Nielsen. Uh, <laughs> In other games, mate, East Maitland 34, defeated Katara 26. Uh, it's Katara's second loss, so they'll be uh, along the walls in Maryland. They're the two sides yet to register a win, and uh, they'll be certainly have their work cut out for them uh, when they take on West Walls End next round. And Windale, mate, they might be the other smoky to get promoted, I think. Uh, they went out to West Walls End with a side minus uh, any of the Durston boys, which, as you'd know, you know most of those boys, quite talented footballers. Oh, the Bacchus uh, boys. The Bacchus, sorry, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry, wrong name there. Wrong Danos. Um, so, yeah, the Bacchus boys um, were all the way on holidays in Bali, I understand. Good time, football season, anyway. Uh, they ran out when it's 46-26 over West Walls End. Uh, impressive. Zade Davis for West Walls End got three tries in a losing effort. How you manage that? I don't know. Um, Jack Begley, I'm told by uh, the boys at Window, was by far West Walls End's best, their hooker. Uh, he was in the rep under twenty three squad earlier in the year and uh, has been quite strong over the last couple of seasons. And Windale best served by Jared Rodman and Hayden Isles in the centres. And Josh Brett, another bloke, he's been around for a few years, old Brett, mm-hmm. but he's playing the front row now. 
Mate, you'd be he'd be, give, he'd be giving away. If he came up against you, he'd be giving away what twenty five kilos at least, and the rest. Yeah, but he's he is hard as nails. He is tough as nails. Yeah, he's been he's been down there. Obviously, former former window boy myself. Uh, first moved there when I moved to Newcastle. I lived in Window for a couple of years and, and knew all the boys and that. And Terry Terry played a year down at Window in five eight. Would you believe Terry had won? Must have been right on that year. Seventeen grand final in the five eight jersey, which is outrageous for the trivia. Um, yeah, Joshy Brett been down there for a hundred years and. Stalwart and played everywhere on the field, really. But obviously, more at home in lock. But yeah, he's given away a lot of size in the front row. So. He, he wouldn't have given given an inch though. Uh, the other one, mate, the uh, perennially injured Matt Garrett came off the bench for him, played about thirty five minutes. Gecko, mate, uh, he's he's bleeds green and black. So, yeah, mate, stalwart, mate, great great bloke, and hopefully we'll uh, get his insight on the podcast later in the year, and uh, we might even. We'll keep, keep our push going, mate. We're pushing Scotty Salter, mate, to come out of retirement. Oh, Johnny Farnham, he retired again after the grand final, so hey, he should come back, half, shouldn't he? Half a dozen times already he's retired, but yeah, yeah can't what, what's another one? definitely. What's another one? Well, exactly right. Chalk it up, move on, let's, let's go yeah. again. Yeah, mate, I'd, I'd, love to, I'd love to see you two boys going at each other in uh, A grade if they come up. Oh, well, he, he, he likes to uh, hide out in the wing, although I've seen you do that before, so, you know. <laughs> most front rowers try to sneak out there occasionally in the hundred meat pie. Only having a blow, though. You've got to do what you've got to do sometimes, <laughs> especially if you're light on bench players. Uh, so that's the B-grade competition um, behind us. We'll run through just the scores now for the lower grades of C and the D-grade before we wrap up. And um, So Kersley, they got pumped last week. They got beat, I think, for 64 mil against Malibu. They put a bit of fright back. They played Raymond Terrace out there at Kersley, 30-37. to 37. They went down. It's a bit of an unusual scoreline. Mm. Uh, Malibu continued their winning run. They headed up to Gloucester to win, and they won 26-22 against Gloucester. Uh, Abermain and Budgeoy down at Halaklani Oval. 13-12, Abermain ran out winners there. So belt up, mate. There's not, most of these games, there's plenty of points normally on offer, so not often you see low-scoring affairs in the... Uh, see an arm wrestle and a good honest field goal making the difference there. And, and Morpeth uh, knocking over probably one of the teams that I had fairly highly fancied in Abergasson, 24-22. Uh, another close game there. So good to see uh, the biggest margin in the C-grade comp, seven points. So uh, certainly might be hard for anyone to go down from B-grade with everyone being so close to each other. Defensive powerhouses down there. Yeah, mate, exactly right. Good stuff. And um, a shout-out to the boys at Abbas and Nick Akers. Um, great to see you made the smart decision and didn't play the senior tape stealer Shane Tapper last week. But um, some interesting games when we do get back uh, in, well, what's a week and a half's time now. Uh, those two sides that are undefeated atop the table, Malibu and Morpeth, if anyone's going to push to go up, they play each other. So that'll be a belt up there at Vince Woodman Oval. So anyone that's out on the uh, Lemon Tree Peninsula out that way, uh, Tilligary Peninsula, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> um, yeah, certainly get down to that one. Uh, it'll be a good afternoon there, and it's a good, good spot there at Malabula. Right, we'll move on to D-grade South. So these are the two D-grade competitions, and great to see Budgie Boy have entered a second team and gone into the D-grade South. Now to make that a full eight-team competition, get rid of buys because there's enough gap weekends as it is. So yeah, not wrong. They joined the competition and um, they went down 30-26 to 26 to the Cardiff Cobras second side. So good to see a few of the sides. I think Cardiff, Budgeoy and Qatar all got a second side in this competition. Mm. Um, so Budgeoy, yeah, they went down to Cardiff. Swansea, 60-10 to 10 winners against Awabakal. So poor old Awabakal, they've, um, they've, they've gone 0-2 and uh, haven't really been in the contest in either of them so far. There's some um, senior blokes going around there. You've got Shannon Maven, Robert Briggs, the eldest of the Briggs boys, I believe. Oh. Still wandering around. So yeah. Jake's been smart enough to hang up the boots, but Rob's still going around and a few other... So I heard Jacob, I heard Jacob was going down there. Didn't go. 
at uh, Awabakal, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I don't know. Well, he, he certainly was on the team list, yeah, but I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I also heard a vicious rumour that Owen Craig was going to pull on the boots for him. Yeah. So, And I don't know if you've seen anything of Owen lately, but he, mate, he's lost about 35, 40 kilos. He's no, fit. Phil, I'm a big supporter of Owen. Obviously, he had his, had his year up at Central and mate, stuff phenomenally like Phenomenally talented athlete. Like, he's you know, a gen- genuine freak. And mate, he's, had, he's been around a couple of clubs. He's at Belmont South. He's at Walls and Maryland. Um, it'd be great to see him back, or even just in an off-field capacity, the, the knowledge he can pass on to any of the sides around, and, and a nice bloke to boot, just a general nice bloke, I've had a bit to do with him when he used to train at Fitness Central with Pete Shields, um, you know, Pete Shields, a connection to Dudley, obviously, with yeah. his uh, career real estate buddy, Jacob Hoskin, yeah, oh, the junior mule, <laughs> uh, his connections everywhere, so yeah, no, um, certainly a good guy on, and if he could come back to any involvement, even if it was just... Uh, Coaching or, you know, passing on some advice, but mate, he looks fit enough to play. He's probably fitter now than he was when he played at Central. Well, absolutely. He's lost, obviously lost a, lost a lot of weight. He's probably busy with a lot of media commitments. Yeah, he's on uh, Over the Buck Dot, I think it is, with yeah. uh, Georgie Rose and uh, Bo Della Cruz, which is a great show on uh, NITV. Uh, but uh, back to the results. In other results, Tall Timbers won on four foot over Wanji. So uh, Wanji obviously didn't want to make the trip all the way to a rim, yeah. <laughs> bit far, a bit far. Um, and... Yeah, Swansea, 60 to 10 minutes, as we said, over a Wapakal. The thing to talk about on that one, a couple of boys, a couple of names from Stockton from last year's A-grade green final losers popping up down in D-grade. So Swansea may find the pressure on themselves to go up should one of those teams in C-grade lose another game. Um, and finally, mate, every, everyone's favourite social team, Josh Nielsen, I think he's trying to negotiate a contract with them as we speak. He's going to play on one leg. Uh, the Hamilton Ducks had a second win and remain undefeated, 20 points to 12 over Katara. Uh, a team who I, lo- I love their, their way they describe themselves. They're a bunch of guys. Uh, they're, they're a bunch of drinkers with a rugby league problem. <laughs> so mate, they, they, they won the battle for Broad Meadow over there at the Duck Pond. On uh, <laughs> that's, that's the best. Oh, mate, we, we've re- we're, re- we're renaming a few of the few of the grounds. Yeah. So you know, um, Dudley will be known as the Magpie Nest. So you know, that, that goes without saying. Nowhere near as good uh, as the duck pond. I love the duck. Pond. Like the duck great. pond, and, and, and if you've ever played at Learmont, it's either concrete or underwater. So <laughs> the duck pond makes sense. Uh, so that's the D grade South. We'll wrap up with D grade North, I think, um, and that that'll probably probably just about do us. We'll have a quick look ahead to the big clashes, the match of the round in next what or the week week and a half's time. Um, so we have uh, in the D grade North Clarence Town. We're talking about these guys before the show. Clarence Town forty six, Karua twenty two. There's a bloke by the name of Blake Birch playing halfback for Clarence Town. And, mate, you, you would have played with and against Blake back in the day. Uh, he was playing first grade, as you said. Only, you talked about this before, only a few years ago for Maitland in the halves. He's a quality player. He had huge raps. So he came through, I think, you know, a year either side of Brock Lamb. And it was, you know, which, which is which, you know, in terms of Brock Lamb, you know, Blake maybe didn't go on to play in RL, but he's certainly a very capable rugby league player. Oh, super quality. It's a monster acquisition for, for D grade in that competition for Clarence Town. Yeah, well, that's... He's a he's a huge pickup and and yeah, as I say, it, he could be in the mix with with sort of any half in, in the local first grade competition easily. That's what, yeah, I mean it's, it's it's great that people can go back and play their local side and it gives that capability. I just hope that these sorts of signings don't overwhelm sort of the you know the balance of those competitions. Um, but in saying that, Clarence Town he's played both rounds as I saw from the team sheets. Um, they won this week forty six twenty two, but uh, last week they must have gone down. Uh, they had eighteen all draw with Dungog, so. Yeah, they're they're around and they're about, so it's not you know the end of the world, and you know as long as he's not tearing it apart. But they, you know they offset that with the um, appearance of uh, either fifty-one or seventy-one-year-old dummy half Simon Chapel, yeah. uh, former <laughs> former Nelson Bay player, former uh, Newcastle and Coalfields Rugby League referee, 
Uh, he'd be a popular bloke. He's a policeman and a referee. Oh, God. Two of my favourite people in the world. Yeah, well, uh, you, you get along well with him. Mate, referees, <laughs> referees love Sam Cross. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, did, I did once we got outside those white lights. Actually, you and I, once we figured each other out, we had plenty of good banter on the field. I we? think so, yeah. yeah. And that, and that's, I think, the key, especially in the second division, is you've got to realise that it is, as much as it's serious, there's still the pub footy element to it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in other results, Hinton, 22, defeated Dungog, 16. Patterson River, 30, defeated Tea Gardens, 16. And Maitland United, 34, defeated Stroud, 26. A lot of this D-grade concept, but they split them geographically, so it just minimises the travel, because I sure as hell wouldn't want to go from Karua to Arimba to play a game, that's for sure, if I was in D-grades. Or, or if I was going in. from Karua to Wondia, they're going to forfeit on you anyway. Yeah, exactly. And it, it doesn't sound good if you get there and people go, oh, so who do you play for? Oh, I play for Karua. What grade are you not? E-grade. Yeah. yeah, you start to ask some questions. So, great work there by the Newcastle and Hunter organisers. Um, as I said, we'll have a quick look through. We'll just have a run through uh, what we're going to call the match of the round, mate, for the Newcastle Hunter Rugby League for next week. Obviously, the Wednesday night fixture in A grade. Dudley versus Waratah. We talked about it before. It's out there at uh, Dudley Oval, 7 o'clock, the 24th of April. I'll be out there uh, enjoying a couple of ales um, and uh, providing some feedback to people, referees, players, all the above from the hill. Um, and I hope to see plenty more out there as well. Uh, it'll be a bumper clash. A lot of you boys know each other, so it'll be there'll be some good fun out in the field as well. Like you know yourself and young Dwayne Sampson. Yeah, I'm still waiting for it. He's promised me a chip and chase, so I'm waiting for it. So look out for it. Oh geez, I really hope it doesn't happen this week. It'll be outrageous. I mean, especially if it comes off and it's over your head. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can see him doing that to you, though, and you just leaning in, just leaning in as he tries to run past. Yeah, might be. Yeah, a little bit of contact. Are there going to be some big collisions in that game? Now you guys have got some big boppers in your four pack yourself, Terry. Um, your 12, whose name escapes me, but... Joel you, Williams. Yeah, mate. He, yeah. He, he looked pretty handy on the weekend, too. Didn't miss when he hit. No, he's a monster. Genuine free. 19 years of age. He's so. only 19. Yeah. He looks about 40. Yeah. It's like I've seen out of bad boys. The ravages of age. <laughs> yeah. <he's gonna... laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, some big boppers there. And, of course, the young mule coming off the bench, the impact, and uh, Cody Bridges as well. And then they've got, you know, uh, Dwayne Sampson, Alia, uh, the best-named player in the uh, Newcastle Hunter Rugby League. They've got a winger called Buster G. Yeah. Yeah, right. that for a name? That's outrageous. Yeah, you should change your name like Max Power or something. Could be close, could be on the cards. Yeah, why not? Um, so that's the match around the A grade. In the B grade, the match around next week will be uh, the battle of the the battle of the University Seahorses out at Morissette at the showground against Morissette. Marginally pips the battle of the day. It was Glendale versus Windale for match of the round. Saturday, 3 o'clock, both of those, uh, Morissette and Bower Oval respectively. In the C grade, I think um, you'd have to, you can't go past the two undefeated sides. We talked about it before, Malibula versus Moore, but up there on the Tilligary Peninsula, Vince Woodman Oval, 3 o'clock on Saturday. That will be a bumper clash, and D grade fixtures, D grade South, let's have a look what we've got here. Uh, I'm going to say it's probably going to be Tall Timbers versus Budgie Boy, the Central Coast battle. Mm. Who would have thought Newcastle and Hunter would have a Central Coast derby? I know. Unusual. Good uh, to see, though. Oh, mate, it's great to see some more teams. And, you know, we talked about last week. I think a lot of these Central Coast teams, there was players playing in that, and they were playing in the Central Coast comp, and they were signing up to play third grade or second grade, and then, you know, getting dragged up to play first grade, and they just weren't keen for it. Whereas if they know about these standalone teams in our competition, they can just go, well, that's what I'm happy to play, and that's where I'm turning up every week. I'm not a third grade getting forced to play first grade because you've got no numbers. So, yeah. um, And then the other, the, the D grade North, the, the match around there, I'm going to give it to, again, playing the same night as you guys, but if you're up in that... Uh, Coalfields area, Dungog hosting Maitland United, 7.30 at Bennett Park, it's a bit cold up there. Oh, freezing. Wednesday, April 24th as well. That one will be an absolute 
cracker. Um, so make sure to get down to that. But uh, we'll have the full schedule up leading into those games, and we'll have another podcast. Um, we'll probably record next Wednesday night after those games. Um, but make sure to get down to your local ground, enjoy the footy, enjoy your Easter weekend. Be everyone be safe, obviously. Um, any any exciting plans for Easter weekend yourself? Yeah, actually, yeah, we're going away for a few days of the miss. So we're going to going to Melbourne, have a look down there. Yeah, not too much. Other yeah. Than that. yeah. I, I, I've never seen you miss. Do you want to take a punt and say you're punching? I know Terry is. Terry's punching, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I'll probably. I know a bit I am too. I think most of us are. So you've got to be, mate. Yeah. You, 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 me, and Terry have probably all got heads for podcasts and radio. <laughs> so yeah. You know. We weren't blessed with good looks, but I'm sure we're blessed with something. We'll figure it out at some point in life. Yeah, exactly right. But thank you very much for your time, mate, and the hospitality here um, in the, the Merriweather Palace that you're living in. Mm. Uh, a shame that we couldn't get the other um, Palace resident on the show. He's uh, a bit shy for media commitments, I hear. Yeah, John. I mean, he didn't, he didn't want to borrow it. He's, he's a bit worried about not being a, a known media presence. But uh, like, no, we had like Josh Nielsen on this week. Yeah, exactly. Take anyone. Doesn't, doesn't get any bigger than Joshy Nielsen, that's for sure. Uh, mate. No, he works for Triple M down, that is He's a big deal. Well, I can't get hold of him. Mate, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to tell him that you've got like a media opportunity. <laughs> but thanks again, mate. Thanks for your time. Thanks um, to everyone that has given us some information and feedback for the show. Keep it coming. We love them covering all the Newcastle Rugby League. And if you're involved with the club or even if you're not, you want to get involved with the show, uh, get around us and let us know and click us a message on the Facebook page. So you can find us at AU on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, drop us a message. Let us know, you know who you're following, who you're supporting. And which cult heroes that are over the age of 40 that you want to see coming back because you know the more of them the better and uh, hopefully we'll catch you at a, at a ground soon thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch everyone next week thanks Sam mate yeah cheers thanks everyone.